0: So looking back and basically looking ahead is part of what we do right now as we welcome you back into the fast lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and the Virginia Talk Radio Network because high school sports season. It's a wrap now. It's been for a couple of weeks. Somebody who's starting to look ahead and we'll get to his football observations because he's putting together his football capsules and slowly going through that process is meticulous. As newsadvance.com local sports reporter Ben Cates is with his attention to detail. Yes, I hopefully use that in a good way, Trey.
1: You're hitting all your isms today. During the break, we talked about one, you know, where you started the show with one. Um, I mean, it, it it's the full headline experience today.
0: You know, it really is. I don't know if we'll fully go into my disdain for what we call death boxes.
1: I need to break out my impersonation of you again.
0: <laughs> oh, just wait until Friday when we get our votes of confidence. By the way,
1: and... I've already gotten some reviews about it, so I'm, I'm pumped.
0: You are really good at impersonating Brian Nolan, me, others. You're starting to become a uh, skilled hey, impersonator.
1: Hey, you know what a lot of people were saying last night uh, after the College World Series? Go Tigers go yes, Tigers
0: uh, that is absolutely what they were saying I'm sure but, but so our pastor we go to St. John's Episcopal Church from LSU I think he went to LSU but he's from Louisiana Go Tigers. big LSU fan and he weaves these LSU isms into his church sermons and yes my wife asked because she wasn't there on Sunday she was coming back from a concert so I was there with the kids at church on Sunday and she's like did the pastor mention or even pray for LSU baseball at church, and I'm like, he didn't actually mention it, but well, I have a pretty good feeling he'll be well, doing based it this. Off Sunday. The,
1: based off the games they went to, based off how the game went on Sunday, he probably didn't. Yes. And then he, he was like, "Oh, I messed up," and he prayed on Monday, and it worked out. He was
0: so focused on his sermon on Sunday that, uh, well, he needed uh He might have been back in church alone. Anyway,
1: more on that later. Poor Ben is just like sitting here, like, "Why is Trey sounding like Ed Ogeron and and talking about LSU?" He's like. What is going on here? Ben,
0: do you have any impersonations that you do of sports figures or personalities?
2: Uh, I don't know if I do sports figures, but yeah, I don't know if I'm going to share them with you, though.
0: No, see, you're you're probably a smarter (laughs) person than I am. That sounds like
1: a couple of drinks we get Ben in, we'd be be set. (laughs) Yes! That that sounds like what we need to do.
0: If I had to guess, tell me if this seems off-base, but if I had to assign myself a local sports personality brad bradley is like the first person that comes to mind just because he's got this like constant uh, energy to him and just bulldog mentality and people have often said that there's some of that in me should we say yeah i mean
2: i i i i i, I do some impersonations in the office sure sure
0: <laughs> yes. You don't have to impersonate anybody. We're just throwing that out there for Ben Cates, local sports reporter of New, from newsadvance.com. All right, Ben, we will get to high school football momentarily because you're starting to delve into your research as camps begin in about five weeks or so at the beginning of August. We know off-season conditioning and workouts are already taking place, uh, but more on that momentarily. But it, it kind of piqued my interest because Brie Carrico of Appomattox, the pitcher who Played, you know, some this past year, but did not play. She went in the primary pitcher. has already committed to Virginia Tech. Now, she's expected to take on a bigger role. We know that there's a pipeline at Appomattox, so when they lose players, uh, the replenishment for Appomattox softball is not surprising. They've got a proven track record of it. Uh, but bigger picture on that. Have you gotten to the point now in your local sports coverage that your antenna maybe stays up a little bit more than it used to around this time of year because a lot of players like to make their commitments, whether it's Brie Carrico, Gideon Davidson, or others, before their senior year actually begins?
2: Yeah, it's become, especially this this year, I've noticed uh, more in our area um, that we have a lot of different um, signings and and commitments going on more kind of more often than we used to we used to have especially with signings used to have just very um dedicated days to those and now it just seems like it's just every other week that we have that we have some going on um but yeah you know with with commitments i know that there's a big difference we don't really do as much with commitments as we do signings until they're really official but yeah you you have to you have to keep up with it um so that you're in the know um and yeah Kids are just um, kind of on their own timetable. You know, it's, social media obviously has a lot to do with that. It's just kind of exploded in, a, in, a, in the way that it gives uh, kids more of an opportunity to, to do things on their own time and on their own terms, which um, I think is a good thing.
0: What does it say about Appomattox? that You've got a player in Bree Kerica who's a good player, obviously, if she's going to Virginia Tech softball, but that she wasn't the primary pitcher this past year. She's expected to be you know, a much more key, integral part of their team this year, but that she already has a pretty good pitch arsenal, has gotten on the radar of Virginia Tech, and now is set to slide in and be the ace for Appomattox this year. I mean, that's about as uh, big of an endorsement about how loaded a program could be.
2: Yeah, I mean, it says a lot about that program in particular uh, at Aptomatics. It says, um, you know, that um, you have one really, really great pitcher who um, has um, now gone on to Division One. who, um, you know, you would expect after that kind of person to be just a um, uh, um, uh, once in, in, a, in, a, in a generation talent or something, or at least five seven year talent, um, and then to have someone come along right on on the on the back end of that and come up uh, that that's pretty special. Um, we've been really blessed, I think, in this area with softball division one commits, especially in the past eight or. Nine years, I would say, um, since Brookville really had a had a big run, kind of um, kind of pushed. We had just just a waves um, and, and classes of, of kids come along who are Division One material, um, and it's kind of made softball a lot more fun in this area and brought out a lot of a lot of fans. And um, it's you know, frankly, softball the past few years has been maybe this year was a little bit of a down year, but other than that, it's just been um, some really really good softball being played in this
0: area. Yeah, no question about that. From JF to Russburg to Appomattox and others, uh, it's been top-notch softball in this area. And the analysis is always top-notch at newsadvance.com. From Ben Cates, Ben Cates aide is his Twitter handle. Kind of quiet there lately, Ben. Uh, How much of that's because you're really starting to delve in already, not just the fall sports season, but in particular, trying to get a jump on high school football before things really kick off to a different level as we head towards the August month?
2: Yeah, we're also trying to put together all all area teams right now for the summer um and do that for the for the entire year, so that's um that's it's it, it's a good time for us to be able to do that right now while things are a little bit quieter on the high school scene. Um but yeah, you always have to be getting ready for football season and um that's kind of, you know, we're try, trying to keep an eye on on that right now. Um VHL SL released its schedules um yesterday. And so, just starting to look through those, and we haven't really gotten into deeply into personnel yet. Um, we, you know, I, you, I, and your listeners probably know some of the big names coming back, but um, we'll get more into that in the future. We were just kind of looking at matchups um, today.
0: What do you look at when you uh, when those schedules are released? What grabs your attention the most? I really like
2: to see when games that I expect um, are going to be. You know, big games that usually attract a lot of fans. Uh, I like to see what time of the year those are. I think that it says a lot about those rivalries. And I like to kind of imagine where teams will be at that time um, in their in their season. Obviously, that you never know. The injuries are going to occur. Things are going to happen um, in the meantime. But it really is kind of fun to say, hey, this is when this game is going to be. Are these teams do these teams have the ability to like be in really good shape at this time of year? that sort of thing? I think it's really fun.
0: Yeah, I mean that's one of the things that jumps out in terms of that. Uh, the other side for me, and tell me if this is something that grabs your attention is often early season matchups. For one, we've gone months without high school sports and even many more months without high school football, and maybe get an idea if you might be able to start fast and uh, have a pleasantly surprising season.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm looking. One of the one of the things I was talking about in today's paper was um, I was looking at a week one matchup with Lord Badatot and EC Glass, and um, there there are several reasons I think that will be an interesting matchup. First of all, because um, Glass under a new coach Jamar Lovelace um, will really want to start out strong, and he has an ability to to really kick off a new era um, at EC Glass with a victory on that night. Um, it would be um, an a has been an elusive one for him when he was at William Fleming um, for five or so years. Um, he wasn't able to beat Lord Botatot. So coming into glass, there's some talent there already. He will be building more of it, and um, it will be interesting to see how the Hilltoppers start off on that night.
0: Ben Cates stepping into the fast lane. We will have more on high school football as that season gets closer uh and when we get there most people expect that lca will in fact be able to play in their brand new stadium uh was over there a couple of weeks ago our kids were at vacation bible school uh what two weeks ago god the days and weeks are all blurring together anyway they were over there and saw it and of course i'm sure folks around there would say it's nowhere close to being done Uh, but just generally speaking what will that mean for a, a team that yeah, there was an allure of playing in Williams Stadium, but it didn't seem to have that same high school feel because of how big Liberty University's football stadium is. That now they will get a much more—you know—I don't mean this disparagingly, but 4,200 square or 4,200 seat stadium. It will feel more like a high school stadium that could create that advantage.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the last I heard, and this this may have changed. Um, um, in the last couple of months. But the last I heard was that they were shooting for October maybe at some point, uh, maybe the latter end of October as to being in that stadium. Um, Williams, you're right. Uh, Williams Stadium um, just – it's it's you just never really felt like it was a high school – had a high school feel to it. I know a lot of coaches um, did not um, – Really appreciate the fact that LCA got to play on a on a, um, a Division One turf, um, but I do know a lot of kids really liked going over there and playing on it because how often do you get to go o- over and play on a Division One turf if you're a kid? So um, so yeah, it, it had advantages there, um, but yeah, I, I expect it will be an exciting time for the kids at LCA to get in their own stadium. You know, there was always just kind of. Um, having to practice on on um, you know back lots and 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 fields because you couldn't really get on um, William Stadium and there was there's always been a time element to when games could start um, because of LU um, and so it'll be interesting to see them get in their own their own place and I think you know they're, they're going to have a great year they're slated to have a great year and I think that will be even more exciting and um, for those kids to be able to get out there and do that
0: it is and it is always exciting to be looking ahead to high school football with ben cates com covers all local sports and generous enough today in the fast lane ben once again we appreciate your time most importantly we appreciate you not impersonating my nasally voice or whatever it happened to come across to you today <laughs> <Go> Tigers! <laughs>
2: I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much.
0: It's our pleasure. Ben Cates with us here in the Fast Lane. Uh, More on the other topics in the Fast Five at Five-ish momentarily. And then Luther Matty, Virginia Tech football analyst, also has a camp coming up in a couple of weeks over at Lynchburg City Stadium. Uh, A registration deadline for that is tomorrow. But he'll join us momentarily in the Fast Lane. Um, But if you need to be in a spot where your lawn looks as good as that stadium that lca calls home williams stadium maybe city stadium to me they all look really good especially the turf stadium because it kind of all looks the same you can have similar pristine lawns thanks to overstreet ace hardware central virginia blend for grass seeded overstreet ace hardware plus you know about it by now ego battery powered mowers trimmers and blowers plus steel products as well including those chainsaws all from the steel plant where they're made right here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. That's what you can get at Overstreet Ace Hardware, 221 in Forest, and Lakeside Drive in Lynchburg. There are other topics that we get to address right now in the Fast Five at Five-ish. It's time for the Fast Five at Five-ish. Five fast-paced, quick-witted things you need to know right now number five i mean there's no other way to say this other than it's absolutely horrific and tragic and when you knew that tmz reported this to be the case then you knew it was true but according to tmz jimmy johnson's wife's parents and 11 year old nephew died following a what's been termed now murder suicide a fatal shooting at their home in oklahoma yesterday and then subsequently jimmy johnson is withdrawn from this coming weekend's street course race at Chicago, uh, Completely understandably so. I mean, your heart just breaks for that family that anything like this would happen and transpire. And yes, there are more details that are emerging, but the moment I saw the news from TMZ, it, you know, it's like when Kobe Bryant died in the helicopter crash. TMZ reported it and had not been officially confirmed, but for all their warts, and there are some of them that are pretty well documented, when TMZ starts reporting this type of celebrity death news, usually... They're accurate enough in their sourcing and knowing who to talk to, how to obtain that information and bring it about. But it really is just tragic and sad that this has happened. Uh, I cannot fathom that and what that was like and is like. It's nightmarish. But yeah, uh, I mean, people talk about the success of Jimmy Johnson and the money and everything there. It still can't replace any of these people in your life that mean so much to you and your family. And when a tragedy like this happens, uh, it understandably has a level of sting. And yes, there's no easier way to transition from that to number four. But we will bring that up right now. The Phoenix Suns last week acquired or a week and a change ago, acquired Bradley Beal in that trade with the Washington Wizards. Uh, they have then sent guard Chris Paul to the Golden State Warriors as part of that trade. And through the Washington Wizards. Through the Washington Wizards. The big thing is, is everyone knows about the Phoenix Suns, and there's a debate that could be had as to whether or not having three or four star players with Beal, Booker, and Kevin Durant, and possibly DeAndre Ayton.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe
0: not. There seems to be doubt of that. I but bet he's on the team. Whether, that, whether there's enough to win a championship with that core. But for the Washington Wizards, I mean, you're getting rid of Beal. It is a salary shed move. But here's the thing. It's right from, it's a smart move from the philosophical standpoint of needing to rebuild and reset. But here's the other part to this. Can you even call it a rebuild with the franchise that has not built anything in the better part of three to four decades? Or you just call it another attempt to build? Number three, Trey, you have a thought on
1: that. I was just going to say, is it's going to. Two things. Washington's finally doing a true rebuild. They really haven't done it in the past decade since they had John Wall, since they, you know, drafted John Wall. Um,. And second, it'll be interesting how Phoenix is able to maneuver. If you go look in the new rules with this second apron that really limits teams, it's trying to limit the idea with a hard cap of getting those three mega superstars. So I think Phoenix, Matt HBA, wants to spin new owner owner syndrome, but they might be limited as the new CBA takes full effect.
0: I like the idea of a harder salary cap uh, from that particular sense. And yes, I mean, stars control the NBA.
1: The distribution of talent is great in the nba it's trying to become even better
0: yeah it's better now than it was i know with all due respect to you to your guy lebron in the heat but during you had those super team eras it was harder to have other teams to have the idea of hope and you have to be able to sell that to certain fan bases number two speaking of hope my guy michael jordan my guy the player not the owner Selling a majority stake in the franchise. That's why there was so much confusion over what they would do with that second pick last week in the NBA draft, which was ultimately selected, used to select Brandon Miller. Uh, He will keep a minority stake in presence. If anything, I would guess, Trey, this is to save face for one of the great competitors in all of sports history, but also one of the worst owners and decision makers. I mean, I get on LeBron, the GM, all the time, and I'd like to say some of that's justifiable, but Michael Jordan, the owner, when he's actually, that's all he's doing, not trying to play, eh, not exactly best at assembling talent himself.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, LeBron, the GM, can at least make the playoffs. I mean, LeBron, uh, Jordan, the GM slash owner, barely did. Um, yeah, I, I saw this. Con- I mean, it would have been interesting if they got the number one pick. Uh, I don't think he would sell because uh Yama is that, that talented. But uh, he did have final say in that draft pick of selecting Brandon Miller. So it's going to be interesting to see how everything shakes out with uh, the changes in Charlotte
0: and number one on the fast five at five ish nascar has come out and said that it is such a spectacle in quotes that people in chicago will quote look forward to the races returning around the fourth of july in 2024 and 2025 of course this to sports business journal in reference to the upcoming this weekend street races xfinity series on saturday trucks cup series on sunday at the chicago street course
1: a truck? It's Xfinity. No,
0: no, I said Xfinity and cup. I okay. pivoted from truck to cup. Okay. Xfinity Saturday, cup Sunday there we go. in Chicago. Um, here's my thing. NASCAR keeps making these comments, which tend to lead me to believe that they are laying the groundwork that if they don't return, It's not our fault. It was the fault of Chicago being too difficult to work with because there's been too much buzz around NASCAR having difficult times actually getting everything logistically in place and Chicago not wanting this event and being difficult to work with to have the road race. That's kind of the gist where things really seem to have been going. And there is your Fast Five at Five-ish. When we return in the fast lane, Luther Maddy, Virginia Tech football analyst and... Camp leader. He's got his football camp coming up in a couple of weeks. Last day to register is tomorrow. He'll discuss all that when we return in the Fast Lane on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.